0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chemicals Conversations. Chemical Conversations is brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. My name is Muhammad Fadil, and I'm the Vice President of Global Business Development at Argus. I am very, very pleased to be joined by Paul Taylor, CEO at Nexio Plastics. Hello, Paul.
1: Hi, Mohammed, and thanks for inviting me on on the show today.
0: Paul, before we we start properly, I wanted to just uh, give our audience uh, an opportunity to learn more about Nexio. Um, Could you give us a one-minute introduction, please?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Nexio Plastics is part of the GPD company's global plastics distribution. Um, It's one of the leading global distributors of thermoplastic resins. Um, Its origins date back almost 50 years. If we fast forward to today, we distribute more than 8,500 products into more than 60 countries, it's got revenues well in excess of two billion dollars, it has a global workforce of more than 700 employees, strong presence in North America, in Europe, as well as China and Asia. The headquarters is in the Woodlands in Texas, and we have a European uh, headquarters in Barcelona, Spain, and our Asia headquarters is in Shanghai. Um, We uh, work with more than 60 world-class suppliers um, and we supply more than 9,000 customers across the globe. We touch almost every market where plastics are used, from automotive to healthcare, packaging, and also new technologies such as 3D printing.
0: That's very, very comprehensive, Paul. Um, Thank you so much for that. We met recently in Houston and I remember discussing uh, rising inflation as a major cost pressure. I want to learn more from you. How does inflation impact raising demand for your US and more widely global businesses?
1: Yeah, um, inflation's uh, an additional challenge that all businesses need to manage, including ourselves. Actually, I think the combination of inflation coupled with increased price volatility and the recent product scarcity has presented the market with a, a more complicated and difficult dilemma. It's perhaps difficult to specifically link a change in demand purely to inflation alone because of that combination. Um, During 2021, we observed strong demand for plastics. Um, During that period, there was what seemed to be an ever increasing number of force majeures from plastic producers caused by COVID. The famous Texas freeze, Uh, there was a shortage of some critical plastics additives, um, such as glass fibre, peroxide and flame retardants. It just seemed to be one issue after another. That combination created an imbalance between demand and availability. So the priority during 2021, despite inflation, was gaining access to materials. So we saw strong demand for plastics we were selling. Towards the end of 2021 and moving into the start of 2022, demand was tempered across the full value chain, availability started to rebalance. Uh, Companies using plastics then look to optimise their operations including inventory levels to mitigate against the impact of the ongoing inflation. Deliberately running lower inventory levels did remove some demand from the market. Following that low period we've seen demand rebound quite strongly to such an extent that our Q1 2022 for our North American business achieved all-time record volume sales and our outlook also remains strong. The growth that was achieved even though some key markets using plastics, such as automotive, have remained constrained due to the chip shortage. In fact, we were able to mitigate against that due to growth in other markets, such as healthcare, medical and industrial. China and Europe is a bit of a different story. In China, demand was slowing, um, but it's been significantly impacted by the strict lockdowns due to COVID. Many ports and operations simply shut down And this has had a knock-on effect in the overall global market, where regions that were previously served by China imports are now seeking local alternatives. Europe is somewhat in between. Um, Demand began to increase as Covid restrictions were lifted. But now with the onset of the war in Ukraine, that increased uncertainty and inflation, the market situation is a bit more uncertain, I would say.
0: Very, very useful and comprehensive again, Paul. Um, I want to zoom in into your comment on Europe, um, where I believe Nexio has a significant presence. A lot of challenges as we see um, you know, this year and also last. How do you see rising energy costs
1: in Europe looking like? Yeah, energy costs were already high in Europe. Uh, now they've been pushed to astronomical levels um, due to the invasion of Ukraine. Um, some regions of Europe, that require energy imports. I've seen very significant energy costs just over the last few months of more than 35%. Um, And it's difficult to see that situation changing in the near term. I think we need to learn to manage that inflation and those increased costs.
0: That's absolutely right. Um, And I wanted to pivot to another hot topic, um, which is supply chain. Uh, I'm I'm really interested to learn from you how rising freight uh, in the in the past 18 months impacted Nexio and how your team globally mitigated that. And are you expecting uh, a downward correction um, in freight rates uh, anytime soon or later
1: this year? Yeah, freight freight costs in North America um, rose probably on average by about 20% last year, and and. The cost of sea um, logistics rose much more significantly than that as well. So that especially impacted businesses dependent on import from China. In our case, we were able to offset some of that in, in a number of ways. Uh, firstly, we have strong local producer partners in each of the regions we operate. Um, secondly, um, Nexio Plastics is also rather unique in the plastic distribution space in that we actually have our own um, truck uh, fleet, which we supplement with third-party logistics providers. So over the past year, we've optimised the use of our local fleet versus common carriers, which has helped us to offset some of that cost. The other benefit, though, has been the level of service performance we achieve with our own fleet, um, which has been superior to the common carrier performance for us. Um, We've also invested well following the freeze and shortages that we experienced in 2021. We strengthened our logistics capabilities, we increased the pool of third-party logistics providers that gave us greater flexibility and we feel this balance worked well for us and our customers. In terms of movement going forward, we are seeing some relief, some reduction in freight rates, but that's been mitigated to some extent. due to the uh, fuel cost increases. But we have seen some relief since uh, the end of January this year. So hopefully that will uh, will continue. In Europe, we saw a different challenge. Um, There was already a scarcity of drivers in Europe, and this has become worse because a large proportion of drivers in Central and Eastern Europe come from Ukraine. And many of those drivers have now gone back to Ukraine to fight in the war on top of those uh, rising fuel costs we have other big events in europe such as brexit and the eu mobility package which has created a difficult uh, situation at nexio um, we were able to mitigate some of that versus is the general market freight cost increases uh, we've taken advantage of our pan-european presence um, we also have uh invested in our pan-european supply team capabilities and working with our um, third-party logistics partners there, we've managed to uh, to do best to, to mitigate against it. But it's a difficult situation.
0: I can perfectly understand, Paul. Um, thank you so much for that. We spoke a lot about challenges, uh, but not so much about opportunities. In light of all the recent um, you know, freight challenges, geopolitical challenges that we see,
1: what are the key opportunities that you see in the plastics industry? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm very positive about the future. Um, plastics remain essential materials used in everyday life. Uh, and personally, I see more and more applications that will benefit from the use of plastics. Um, let's look at some of the trends. Uh, if you look at electric vehicles, they're becoming more and more popular. Um, the requirements of those vehicles require plastics use. And so they're important now and they will continue to grow and play an important part in the growth of that market. In addition, there's an infra- infrastructure demand required in terms of charging stations. Again, another important application where plastics will play an important role. If we look at some other markets, uh, you know, we have an increasing trend in terms of aging population. Uh, that's going to continue, that's a mega trend. Um, in terms of medical and healthcare devices, um, that will increase. Um, we've also got increased challenges for healthcare with the advent of COVID. uh, We expect healthcare's use for plastics to continue to grow. Um, Nexio Plastics will continue to invest in that market. In fact, we recently announced the establishment of a new distribution facility in Costa Rica to serve the thriving medical device sector there. Um, Lastly, I'd like to just comment on the role of distributors of plastics going forward. I believe there'll be a more important role for distributors like Nexio Plastics who can manage the increasing complexities that we discussed earlier. Customers expect more now, they expect an enhanced support, be that from material selection to 24/7 purchasing options, access to more and more information at their fingertips, as well as a reliable delivery performance when they need it and where they need it. So I think it's very positive for plastics industry in general, and especially for distribution within plastics. Thank you, Paul. I want to touch on
0: client expectations, as you say, uh, and in particular recycling. How important is sustainability to your business?
1: I would say sustainability is perhaps the agenda item for our industry. Um, For our industry to be successful, all parts of the value chain will need to fully engage on this topic. Um, It's about collaboration and partnerships. And uh, for next year plastics, I, th- I believe we have a very important role to play. Uh, there's no question that demand for sustainable products is increasing at a pace. Um, we provide a very important link between our suppliers, uh, who are developing a whole range of new products, from recycled content to bio-based to compostable. And we are working with our customers to find applications where they can be used and help them with their the use in their industries uh, that they're operating in. Um, We recently acquired um, a business in Italy called Nevicolor. And one of the attractions for us for that business was that Nevicolor was developing with their customer base, um, a recycled loop arrangement um, so that they were selling product and then collecting it, bringing it back and then helping that be reused. We see that increasing in future and we want to grow that. Also within Nexio Plastics, uh, we've developed a a network of sustainability champions in each of the regions we operate, and they help coordinate our activities and also work with our supplier partners. So we're investing a lot. It's important for us. The other thing is, as well as being good for the environment, it's actually very good for business. You know, there's more and more demand, um, and we certainly want to play our part in that from a from a moral and from a, a sustainable uh, perspective and from a business perspective in general. It's it's good for business.
0: Paul, thank you very, very much uh, for joining me today. We have to draw to a close now. It's been a real pleasure talking to you um, and thank you to everyone for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to tune in for other episodes in our series, Chemical Conversations. For more information on Argus petrochemical product coverage, please visit argusmedia.com slash petrochemicals.